Hey everybody, on this episode of the Designated Survivor After Show, we're dealing with Season 1, Episode 7, The Traitor. Watches four people's patience is tested throughout this episode. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. There is no easy way out. Oh. Look at that. We'll never escape the designated survivor show. It's got a hold in us. And the anger in the music, I feel, really, you know, accentuates what we're doing <laughs> and what we're feeling. Well, everybody, the designated survivor show after show here on AfterBuzz TV. We'll break it down, season one, episode seven, right here tonight in front of various. We've got the full panel back. We are back. We're back. Back in action. Look at this. And a lot of people. And a lot of people in the live chat. Oh, look at that! Michael Plus decided to come and join us for once. <laughs> Look at that. But I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Christine Alexis. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Christine Bean with three E's. What is up, everyone? Good to be back. You can follow me on Twitter at Michael Klaus TV, on Instagram at The Only MC. Hey, guys. I'm Renee Ariel. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel. And check out my blog, CatsLipstickLA.com, and read my new article, Why I'm Single. There you go, and make sure you uh, hook up with Renee so you guys can play Game Pigeon, because she's all about the <laughs> Game Pigeon. Please play Game Pigeon with me. Yeah, we're well, great. You know, Please. I can only say one thing, that this episode made me so mad, and there's only one thing, I think, that can really make me feel better after watching this episode. What is that? Oreos? <laughs> oh, you brought them! Yes! No! I forgot The Mecca stopped Oreos, oh, right? Come on! Jeez oh, Louise. Oh, Don't Michael. worry, I got you, you stupid regular ones, yeah! too. Man, my word. Wait, 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 Michael, I'm sorry, just for um, all the viewers and listeners, why why did you get me these? Who was right? Who lost? Oh, man. I forgot. People what were just, we? You know, I'll compare it to the Electoral College and the popular vote. The popular vote. Um, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, I'm was pretty that too sure. soon? Oh, I'm okay. sorry. Let that me was just, too soon. Let's just all break right. it down. Uh, electoral I'm College, because... popular vote. Oh. Electoral College, oh, yeah. popular vote. OG Oreos are the best Oreos. Michael thought he was right and the double stuff was better, but he was wrong. And so he bought me mm. like these mm-hmm. Oreos because you know I was what? right this and he lost. This is just more mega stuff for me to eat. It's okay that you lost. That's you fine. You can't have too Being much loser, stuff in cool. Oreos. <laughs> right. That's yeah. an unwritten rule. That's too much cool. stuff. That's too much stuff. It's fun no, losing. It's okay you know to what? lose. How do we easy? Actually, the only easy way it would be cool. Tab. Where is this thing? Oh, Here not that easy. Well, it's like hidden. You're not even gonna open you yours gotta, up. You gotta do. You gotta see no, the. No, I don't have this. Do you not read Milk's favorite cookie? Where's milk? Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have brought some milk. <laughs> you uh, cannot Look say the this. designated survivor after show is just that scintillating. The perfect amount of stuff. You know what? This is that is terrible. Go mm. for it. Mm. This is not oh, even enough my. stuff. Oh, you see God. this here? No, Michael. What are you doing? Oh, are you serious? This is the right amount of stuff for an Oreo. Two mega stuffs. Ew. That's so gross. All right, Michael, you can go now. That's fine. Yes. All right. This is a, this is a family show. We don't need that sort of smut on the air. Mm. Oh, my God. All right. Wow. Disgusting. Uh, you know, folks, this is a great time to tell you about how to reach us on social media. You know, why don't you like us on Facebook? Give us those five stars on iTunes. You know, just give us those five stars just for seeing Michael Klaus stuff is faithful and make a stuff there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, I'm uh, hosting a show, Michael. I'm hosting a show right now. <laughs> Uh, uh, and you can also uh, hop in the chat as well. Michael Klaus has got the chat up and running. You guys feel free to chime in real time. Uh, how much of a clown you think Michael Klaus is right now for eating mega stuff right there on the air? Let's see. Uh, we got a couple comments here. Oh, great. <laughs> Ivan says that OG are better. Yes, yes thank you. Ariadne. I'm probably, probably botching your name. She says that she loves mega stuff. 
So, oh, you and we're me, so sorry. same page. Oh, wow. Wait, right. what, Frank, what are you? Team OG or team Mega Disgusting? Mega, are, are oh, you, I'm I want so the double happy. stuff. Because obviously I, I didn't bring the oh, double stuff. The quiz was double stuff versus OG, and people went for the uh, OG versus double stuff. But man, I, like I said, you can't have enough stuff. So no, the mega stuff... I think you're all two. alone there, Michael. Yeah, because I mean, it feels like no, something like with cake okay. or cupcakes. I don't like a lot. Of, a I don't like wolf. a lot of icing. So, gotta have that better icing to ratio, icing to cake or cookie ratio. Anyway, guys, hey, yeah, uh, welcome we to the, uh, the the Oreo <laughs> Cookie Show uh, here on Afterbus <laughs> TV. That's what we're talking about today. No, we're breaking down season one, episode episode seven, The Traitor. I want to see. That. I want to double these up. You have to take a bite. No, just take a bite. No, that's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, so, folks, as we're talking about this episode here, we start off with uh, somebody that I uh, didn't agree with some food as well. We've got uh, Nassar, uh, dead in a cell, poisoned by the very food he ate. Mm. So, uh, I don't know. If- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That has any, you know, watch out for those mega stuffs. Have we talked about this in past episodes? Is there too much going on? Let's vote. Four people. Anyone on the live chat, is there too much going on in the show? Too many subplots? Yes. Yes? Yes? Uh, Frank? Just, well, there's just too many ones I don't care for. So that's a yes? Yeah. Yes. I agree with Frank, but I, I, okay, here's the thing. I love to have a lot going on, but I love to completely understand and be able to, like, keep up with everything going on. With, with the storylines that they keep bringing up, it kind of bores me and I'm not interested, and I'd like to hear, have more storylines but maybe ones that engage the audience a little bit more, is all. Yeah. Ariadne, by the way. Thank you very much. I'll know from now on. Yeah. I have to agree with you, Renee. It's like, it's cool when there's a lot of different things happening, and then in the end, they all tie together, and it's like, oh, okay, it made sense. But this show is just, they're struggling with timing. It's like, mm-hmm. some things are either drawn out too long, or some things are so quick, and you're like, what, what was, either what was the point of that, or... It, it didn't have enough time to develop. That's so how I feel about Tyler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we needed Tyler to have more time to develop on the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the premise of the show were how do you rebuild a government that's been decimated? I think it's interesting, but then when we add in the family aspect of it and a conspiracy aspect, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. That it's, and especially my least favorite part of it, it is the family aspect. That is stuff that I feel like could be just jettisoned. And there'd still be a lot of... You could still leave a conspiracy and rebuilding a government. I was I thinking think when they introduced the athletes going to Russia tonight, I was like, well, something's going to happen in Russia. They're not coming back. Yeah. Well, I was no. thinking that because it's like that is the way the show is going. Yeah. Anything that's uh, brought up to Tom's attention at the beginning of the episode, you know is going to pay off, <laughs> is going to come to... Like last week it was like, hey, make sure you talk, you talk to this uh, this governor about the you know the uh, the refugees, the Syrian refugees. And sure enough, that became a point of contention in the episode. And that was mm-hmm. just mentioned as like a little one-off sense at the beginning. And yeah. Became a big point in the patterns. Fruit. There you go, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> Renee's, uh, Renee, I like Renee's will only respond to one word sent uh, one word and throughout this entire episode patterns. <laughs> All right, uh, but we find out that uh, Hannah and Atwood they're, they're, they're trying to figure out what happened to Nassar, uh, and they figure like, well, the only lead that we do have is Catalan, so we need to keep investigating that for Catalan. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, we need to, at least that's one lead, even if we don't have Nassar to give us any uh, as a, as a living proof of this evidence here. Uh, and then we've got Tom 
which I did like this. I don't know if anybody laughed. Where he's comparing like after two thousand, uh, after two thousand one, the events are nine eleven. The Yankees, uh, the way they're able to kind of regalvanize the city and the country, uh, and then he compares like, hey, and so I just want to wish everybody the best of these athletics, go, uh, these athletes going to compete in Russia for the track and field. I did appreciate that because it's so true. When Bush threw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium and got like nailed it right down the middle, I mean that it's 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 true sports. Tie people together. Obviously, we're coming off a huge political segment. Anytime there's a sporting event, people can get behind one another. And especially, like, when you have a sports in, like, a big city, like an American city that got hit. with the Cubs. Well, I mean, they didn't get hit, but, like, that brought everyone together behind them potentially winning. Yeah, people ignored the politics for a little bit, and you were able Mm -hmm. to focus on, oh, there's a game tonight. All right, me and my buddy are coming over. It doesn't matter what his political views are. It doesn't matter what mine are. We're all cheering for the same same thing. And especially in a sports atmosphere in a city that got hit, like New York in 9-11 or, like, uh, Washington, D.C. here, you always root for those teams. You always root for the city and those teams are in. Yeah, so. but I think there's a big difference between saying, hey, we're talking about the you know, the the Wizards or we're talking about the Redskins. Hey, we're talking about the U.S. track and field team going to Russia. Like, <laughs> yeah. boring. Like, two, <laughs> that, that just two athletes. Nowhere. And just two athletes, too. But yeah, like, you know. The, some international random track and field competition. Like, yeah. am, I, am I just I not privy no, to I feel that? You. I feel I, you're right, you're right. It's like, oh, interesting timing. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Like, it was a very mediocre like, comparison between, like, yeah, the Yankees. And this track and field team, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get excited about them. Uh, but we find that the, the, the head of the, the U.S. track and field team, uh, Weston there, uh, was uh, is basically we see Tom fanboying out on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were so great. Oh, in 92 so when you won that race. Whew. <laughs> so we figure you're not going to spend that much time with uh, somebody like Weston if he's not going to factor in mm-hmm. later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. And well, we'll find out that he does in a little sense there. Uh, and then we just, also have... Uh, were, you, were you were you surprised by the... Obviously, we talked about the initial thing of... I did like the twist. Did you like the... the did you like the... It was almost three twists, right? They tried to throw in. They threw in the twist that he got captured. Yes. Mm-hmm. The second twist that he's a spy. The third twist that he's a double agent. Yes. Did you like all three? Did you see... I mean, obviously, I saw the first one coming. I didn't see the second two. I didn't either. No? No, I thought that was, that was nice, especially like the last one with him being a double agent. I thought that was a good little twist on everything. Because usually so far it's been like Tom's back is put up against the wall and he usually figures out a way to, out to make it work. And it seems like, hey, it's going to follow that same pattern, this nice three-way trade they set up, and then we figure out that it doesn't quite work the way he intended. Do you see it being the last mention of Brad Weston? I think so. I don't think it was like that exciting of a character or that, that valuable that we're going to need to see him again. I, I bet you will see the Russian ambassador again before we see West. I was going to say, I think there's still going to be ties between Russia um, on this mm-hmm. show, just because if they're trying to parallel a lot of things that are happening in their life, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Russia is going to be a common thread throughout the season. Yeah, and if it, when Tom makes that point to like, hey, you caught me off guard this time, but that's not going to happen again. Yeah, quick yeah. Stop. But I don't think Weston in particular is going to come back. No, we haven't even seen the old general back. I know it's a shame. Where are, where are you? Where, Where are you? Yeah. They brought him, up, brought him up last episode, but obviously he wasn't. Yes. For like a set, yeah. Yeah, they more of a mention of the instance. And, and how did you enjoy seeing... Uh, Michael, you've been gone the past couple weeks. Been uh, gone the past... Was... I've been gone the past three weeks. Yeah, two uh, We didn't have... Yeah, two episodes because we didn't have a show two weeks ago. What did you say? Have you been enjoying the series? I, I know you co- we were catching up on it. I was really... You know, it's the same thing with this episode, and I wrote down the same things, is that it was like... 
Man, so much going on. Like, really, another thing? Because I think they brought up the birther thing last episode. Right? I, I want to say they... Um, well, last about, episode was this interrogation with all the governors. Was, yeah, Liam and now... Yeah, the issue between Kirkman and his wife, that was brought up oh, yeah. uh, last episode, kind of dropped. Uh, and then, like, the dating a reporter, that whole subplot, I mean, relationship, like... Kind of like there's so many, and I mean, I wasn't a huge 24 watcher. I know you were a big 24 watcher. I was too. You both of you were big. This is how 24 was, right? Lots of plots, lots going on. Always something to keep you on the edge. Along with the timer, like yeah. just going yeah. off every you know yeah. commercial break, it, it dun, dun, created like dun, a, dun. yeah a sense of urgency. But much like this show, there were those plot parts of 24 that every season there was a clunker. Yeah. In there, you're like, oh man, please I think let's it feel fell off to me like season yeah. five, four and five it was. Bad. Yeah, like, yeah, and, I mean, yeah, and that's why I, I feel they were obviously trying to maybe do the same thing with how much it be successful. But I feel like this is a different show. This is more real. I feel like, and so you're still keeping, you know, some of the nonfiction, not some of the fiction in there. Although it's an, trying to be like a little more nonfiction. Uh, what we also have here is that uh, Alex and Tom they have to uh, excuse themselves uh, from meeting with Weston because they've had a dinner engagement with uh, Congressman Congressman McLeish and his wife. And this chance we'll get to know you dinner before as he's kind of just you know saying hey is this somebody that I want as my VP candidate? No. <laughs> Good answer. No. The thing I keep thinking with this: Do you guys think she's in on it? The wife? the wife? The wife. Yeah, I yes. think she knows, but I, I think, think so. she's scared and doesn't... Because, okay, that whole scene where she was saying, when we were making fun of it, like, oh, I texted him because our daughter went missing, or blah, blah, blah. That felt so like she made it up on the spot. Even though in this episode they did refer back to that, which yeah. I found odd, but uh, I guess... Hannah Wells did when she was, like, talking. No, uh, yeah, J- Jason, they were trying to find the... the, the um, I guess where that could have connected, but I honestly think she made that up on the spot because she is Im- involved because she knows what's up. But I don't think maybe she's supportive of it. I think she may be scared of it. I don't know if she's in on it though. I just think she's aware. Yeah, yeah. I think I she's, agree. yeah, she's better off, uh, better doing cover stories here. I think she was impressed to tell like some kind of uh, factual statement about like some kind of uh, her child being kidnapped or what happened about him that night. This is just like, hey, this is how we met. So it's easy to tell that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I don't have to yeah. worry about lying about this. I'm just telling you, you know, the truth. Ivan says no. Um, let's see. Andre says yes. To what? That she so knows? That she, yeah, asking, you know, is she in on it? And uh, Ariadne says no, right? She said no, too. Because we still don't no, know. she said yes. She said most definitely. Because we still don't know who told Hannah about Room 105. They, we haven't no. even, like, talked about who might have told her that information. They haven't bothered to wonder, which I feel like is a key component to figure out who knows this information, who had this information on McLeish. Like, wouldn't they be interested in that? Wouldn't that lead to more, uh, their, like, further investigation? Or at least them touching base and giving her a little another piece of the puzzle or something like that. Yeah. That hasn't happened. They completely far. dropped that. I think as we get closer to outing McLeish, finally, we'll finally. I think we'll get to see whether or not his wife is really in on it. She's either going to blindly support they're, him they're or not, just jump ship. They're certainly, you know, steering the ship in the way that everyone is noticing that he's in on it. And I'm almost surprised that they're not doing the same for her. Yeah. Uh, now, I think that a part that got us all frustrated in here, so we'll talk about this for a moment, is uh, so Hannah and Edward talking about, uh, oh, what are we, oh, everything going on with McLeish in the air. Uh, and uh, Tom, once he finds out Nasir's been dead, he goes, like, get Atwood in here. I want to know what's going on. 
So we figure like, all right, Hennessy's yeah. tell him everything. Tell him everything when you're in the room. And it looks like Atwood's going to tell him everything. And as he walks into the Oval Office, it, it pulls out to reveal that McLeish is in the room there as well. Uh, and, of course, Tom says, well, hey, you know, because he's been involved in committees with anti-terrorism, and I figured, like, it'd be okay for him to be here and listen to what you have to say. And Atwood, just like, how do you say, like, President, I've got answers. What? McLeish is here. No, I have no answers. Um, we're <laughs> trying to figure out something. Uh, and he's kind of just trying to backpedal out of something that he's already kind of made an illusion, like, oh, I've got mm-hmm. the answer. Oh, I can't tell you now. Uh, but you still, well, I think we all agree that you, you have to contact him somehow, though. Yeah. They're email, phone call. But even with smoke signals, with Kirkman, like, how about reading people's body language? Like, how about understanding That's, that yeah. Jason kept even like with the eyes? How about just reading a situation mm-hmm. for what it is? And if perhaps someone came in saying they had information and then sees McLeish and says, "Oh, I didn't expect you to be here," something not welcoming. Clearly, how about put two and two together and realize, "Oh, maybe he'll tell me information if it's one on one," rather than being like, "Oh, well, whatever, he's lying." Like, yeah, that surprised me a bit because even though. Um, Tom was like not well prepared for the job of the presidency one thing that shined through in his personality from the start was that he could tell like when you know he could read a room at least I felt I felt Mm -hmm. like he at least was you know intuitive of those kind of things I was very surprised that he didn't like pick up on him like giving him the eye signal I know and it's like weird that he didn't pick up on that but then was so ready to trust McLeish being in the room like whether or not he served on whatever committee that he said before, it's like there's still levels of clearance. Like there's an ongoing FBI investigation. Like why is this person here? Why does he need to hear? Why isn't his chief of staff there or someone else? Like mm-hmm. why Why was that even the case? So, uh, uh, Ariane brought up, I feel like this is dragging on too long. Agree, disagree with <sighs> McLeish still being around and them not notifying him? They're going to make it play out within the next two weeks. I mean, before the winter finale. I feel like if they drag it past that, I'm just not going to watch anymore. They, I wouldn't <laughs> mind McLeish in general being dragged out. I just think it's ridiculous that this episode, um, Kirkman didn't find out. That, yeah. that blows my that, mind that because me. there were too many opportunities for him to find yeah. out. And the fact that he didn't. This whole episode, like, you're in the F... Oh, we'll get to Jason later, I'm sure. But, like, we'll it just it. pissed me off. Okay, you... Didn't want to. You want tur- some Oreos? Turn- you, 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 I don't yeah, want those. Could? It'll make it worse. Have an Oreo. He didn't open. want to take uh, take McLeish off. Didn't want to. Didn't want to make uh, make anyone think that he was on to McLeish. Whatever. So why on earth, when you're talking to him, would you make it make it so noticeable how suspicious you are of him? If you wanted to do that, why not then right in the right in the Oval Office say, "Hey, actually, I just need to talk to you." Why would he be like, yeah. oh, I better I better be subtle about this. And then the second McLeish comes to his office, mm-hmm. he makes it so, it nice flip, so right. clear. Especially, how, yeah. Especially so since ridiculous. he told Hannah from when they started talking about it, like, tell no one. No one should know about this. And then he's just, like, being very obvious mm-hmm. to the wrong person. Like, to the person that they're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, you know that McLeish is, I mean, he, they, somebody built a bunker for him to survive this detonation. So you figure, like, he's got a lot of connections. So why would you tip him off that you're suspicious so that he can go blab to everybody else, like, hey, guess what? Yeah. What's on to so us? True. Like, oh, come on. He's got to know, too. Like, he, I mean. Jason? Uh, or no, McLeish. no, McLeish. McLeish yeah. did know. Oh, of course, yeah. He knows. Because he stole yeah. the kid. I mean, I would, I would suspect myself if I was in no, room having that conversation. No, I'm that sorry. Maybe I was. Jason. The, Jason has to know that McLeish knows. Oh yes. 
No, is well, that Jason well, knows? Now. Yes. Well, no, knows Jason, now. no. McLeish knew that Jason knew when they were having that very obvious yes. conversation. Yes, but I don't know. Maybe just the way, I, I, I guess he didn't get it from that meeting with the president, that Jason knew that McLeish knew. That Jason knew. It's 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 yeah because of their music. their their tense exchange towards the end of that meeting in his office. I felt like when they stared yeah. each other down, that's I think that was like them acknowledging like okay, yeah. you know, you know. In which case, yeah, why do you not off- take action right away? Yeah, because I mean, you the- have nothing to lose. You have no. You're not tipping cards. Everybody everybody knows the cards. Yeah, but no, but, th- but that whole thing it just should have been done in the Oval Office. It, it should have been made so clear in the Oval Office. It, that mm-hmm. other meeting should never have happened. And if that other meeting was it was going to happen, you freaking play it off like you think McLeish is the best guy and whatever, and he's fine. You don't make it so obvious. Clearly, he's a dangerous guy. You're gonna t- like make it clear that you know that he's a terrorist. Yeah. That, oh, good luck. Yeah. No wonder you're. I'm not going to say your kid got kidnapped, but like he's a bad guy. He's scary. You shouldn't mess with that. No, I, I felt like for somebody, especially, I mean, he's the head of the deputy director of the FBI. He should know better than, I mean, come on. You got to be a little subtle around somebody you suspect is a, as a potential suspect. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Play it cool. Play it cool. Do so you think play it cool or just put all the cards out? Because I yeah. felt like he could have also used that opportunity like, well, this is what it is. You got something to say? But he didn't. Yeah, because that's the only reason you know McLeish came to to go check in is just to double check that yeah. Edward was uh, in on it. Because he suspected the moment that Edward backpedaled in the Oval Office, McLeish was like, all right, he knows something. And I'm going to just go and pay a visit and see what happens. No, I think that he was paying mm-hmm. a visit just to see, not even what happens, but see, like, is he actually suspicious of me? I'm going to make sure everything's cool. Which is when Jason should have just been like, yeah, everything's cool. And then that's when he was like... I know you're not good, no, but we're going to do our own research. How about be like, hey, thank you so much. You just have to understand, like, we still need to do our job. I need to do, yeah. I need to get our own thing. Like, I hope that's cool. I'll, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Yeah. Not, you understand, we have to do our own <laughs> research. Right? The hell are you doing, Jason? Ivan says, Atwood and McLeish, both or both knew they honor each other. Their scene was like two rhinos circling each other. <laughs> two rhinos. Two rhinos. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> a comment read like that. Michael Klaus deserves another bite of that gross mm, double that's mega disgusting. stuff. That's disgusting. Yes. Is that how you often eat them, or are you just doing that I now? I haven't had in a long time. This is the first time I've ever done this, and it's amazing. This is like when you make a s'more, and you bite in, and the marshmallow goes out. I mean... You gotta have two marshmallows on a s'more, what? right? No, how can one you, is fine. How can you look what? at that and think that that's right? Like, how can you look at that and be like, "Yep, this I'm gonna eat." Mm. Where where did this go left? Yes, <laughs> like, I know. I just... uh, these Oreos have hijacked the designated survivor. <laughs> We're sponsored by Oreos today. So the Nabisco? other big, uh, Nabisco, right? The yeah. Other big, <laughs> the other big plot line we have this episode too is the question of. Do we tell this reporter that we know that Leo may possibly not be Tom's uh, biological son? Another thing that's like, really? Yeah. Uh, this, again, brings in the family side of it, which, again, as I said, is the least interesting part of it. But uh, we've got uh, basically this uh, gentleman, Jeffrey, who was involved with Alex before he, she and Tom got together, could potentially be Leo's father. He Nobody knows for sure. his father. Come on. Do you see the chin, the hair? Like, I think I said this you in the did, first two episodes. I'm this. like, what's up with the casting? Christine's <laughs> 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 number one complaint about this. I swear. I'm like, true. he doesn't look like them. Like, he hates him. He's never around. Like, Leo is not. There's something. There was something weird about it. And it just played out this way. But. All right, it's so I, I mentioned at the top it. of the episode, kind of three different focuses for the show. We've got the uh, the rebuilding of government, we've got the conspiracy, and we've got the family side. 
If you had to keep two of those three, which one would you jettison? Wait, so sorry, what Wait, is it? Rebuilding we've got, the we've government. Got, we've got yeah. the government, the family. conspiracy, and then the family. The conspiracy. Conspiracy, you mean like. Conspiracy about everything that's going McLeish? on. McLeish? Uh, yeah, yeah. McLeish, this, I yeah, like. I, I like it. Yeah, obviously, you keep the. You keep McLeish in the government. Yeah. I mean, you, the personal stuff, it's. It's too. I mean, let, literally. Okay, let's go down. I'm actually going to do this right now. Okay. Um, total plots, whether it's subplots, regular plots. Let's see what we got here. You obviously have got. Bomb uh, Nassar. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. You got that whole thing. Uh, family uh, with wife and um, uh, Leo. You have uh, McLeish. That whole. Is that include? That's included in the Bomb Nassar. Yeah. yeah, and then there's the, the the plot that's of like every individual episode. They usually have like some kind of you have the you have problem. the Russian Russian situation, but it you yeah. have the general trying to overthrow. You no, have no. the governors. Okay, but those are those are the the, the uh, storylines for each episode. Those are like yeah, the one problem not... resolution. Because I could say the same thing. Okay, for instance, the show Notorious, yeah. which is also on ABC, they'll have they have like an overall case that they're trying to solve, and then each episode is like a different um, mystery yeah. to solve. And yeah. every and that I I like. I'm not I don't add them up every episode, and I know it can feel that. It can definitely feel like some of the uh, storylines that they have per episode are just building up, but I think a lot of the time it's just per episode. I just think it gets tricky for us to figure that out because it could still connect to future episodes somehow. No, yeah. but you also have all of these that we haven't even touched yet are all the relationships. The That's what Air, I was going to say. Aaron and Emily. You have uh, Wright and the reporter. Lisa, I think. Yeah, you have, uh, who's the other main relationship? Uh, Hannah and whoever. But is, yeah, is but Aaron and are... Emily really a storyline right now, or is it just a dynamic? It's a, yeah. It could come up at any time. That's it's something that you always have to keep in the back of your mind There's and think about. There's a difference between like character development and bringing up certain little mini story arcs so that we can get to know these characters every episode, and just like There's still the relation- filler things There's that still are the just not tonight. They're, they're talking about sports, making a joke, being able to to be more personable around each other. That's that's a relationship. That, yeah, her and making, I'm fine with that. Her making the little sarcastic jest. I mean, I'm saying like that. We have so many different plots. I think it's, it's just like, too many per episode. Yeah. If like, per, if like mm-hmm. this episode, we're gonna focus on our main story arc and maybe these two sub ones, and then the next one do two other sub ones. I can't have like five different things happening under the main story arc that I'm supposed to remember. Like, yes, it's it's just a lot. I mean. I don't know. I don't and know it's almost making me care less. Yeah. I think it's the biggest thing. Because I know I, it'll be fleeting. Yeah. By the end of the episode, it's like, okay, this one could stick around, this one couldn't. I don't really know if I should care about this character or not. It, it's not. I don't know how to connect with the characters as much. So. Well, I feel like this show has such an interesting premise that when you're doing the tease for next week as episode and lead, in two weeks and leading up to the, the winter finale, and the big gist of that whole tease was finding out who the true father of Leo is. I feel like that's a failure of the show because that yeah. is the least interesting thing. Yeah. You've got so many other things happening and like that's the main thrust and of that's that not promo. Even, that's not even, you know, the family with the wife and Leo, that's actually like three plots because you have the Leo in the drug situation. You never know what could happen with that. You got Leo and the father. You got the issues that they're bringing up that make it seem like Kirkman and his wife are having disagreements. I think All that those are like, man. Leo's like potential biological father, like asking to be pardoned and like released on early parole. I think like if that, if he eventually does talk to the reporter or it comes out somehow, that could 
somehow make Kirkman look bad and then it exposes everything and that could be another subplot like is he using the presidency to cover up his own family mess could be another headline you know like they're they're gonna like go somewhere with it it's just too much Mm -hmm. too much drama and it's interesting I mean this is the first time we've really seen Leo for any extent of time for many episodes yeah Yeah, basically after that episode where he let his sister watch some of the TV on that and that was and then he was scolded and then he went back to the old house and just sat there until Tom Collected him or whatever, uh, or Alex collected him, and they came when they had their family dinner. That was it. But since then, I feel like now that we've seen Leo, it's like where's that? Like, it's almost like a subtle cha- character change because he's not like that angsty kind of guy. Now he's like all happy, happy to see dad. I'm yeah. just there What's with up, my dad? headphones on. Yeah, I'm like, oh, he's like almost on? always. I, on I his love you too. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna yeah. go back to listen to my oh. music. <laughs> I uh, I was hoping that the show would kind of course correct. I realized like you know what? I think the Leo stuff is unnecessary for the show. That's what I thought they were doing as well, and I appreciate no. that. The only like family drama or family storyline I'm interested in seeing more of is just the um the the change in the uh, his relationship with his wife like I am yeah. interested in seeing how uh, being the president can affect his mm-hmm. relationship and how yeah. over time that could really like really mess them up whatever they they may be fighting I, that to me is interesting seeing how that affects them. I don't care about the kids. I don't care about Leo's dad. I don't care about Leo. If Leo wants to go live with his new dad, go for it. Go live with your new dad. Leave the White House. We don't care. <laughs> but but really, I, that's the only character I really care about in his family is Alex. Like, you can leave the kids out of it. I think a situation, too, is that it's not just that there's so many plots. It's that there's so many plots that are all bad. Everything is bad. Everything that they knew bring up is like, well, that's going to turn into something bad. It's just too predictable, too. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, like, can you give me something else to be surprised there, there's about? There's a problem here, there's a problem here, there's a problem here, there's a problem here. The only thing I was surprised about was um, Weston being a double agent. Yeah. That, I was like, wow, yeah. way to throw, you know, something new at us. But I also didn't care about him. That's the thing. I love, I love when characters backstab me, but I want to be emotionally invested first. I want to like the character and then feel like I was also backstabbed. Weston, I, did, I was like, okay, that guy, cool, you're in Russia, come back. Like, Kirk that's why it's in the back me. betrayed by it. Like, he was like, oh, man, yeah. my hero. I mean, my friend, my hero. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I feel like you're not going to see him again. Because yeah, it doesn't just, matter. There was no stakes built to his yeah. uh, reveal as a double agent. But the ambassador, uh, Ambassador Petrov, I think, like, we'll see him again when Tom gets a match wits with him again. And this time show that, hey, I'm coming in this fully prepared this time. Mm-hmm. You're not going to treat me like a chump. I just want to point out that I just realized, uh, thanks to Ariadne, is that You and this... Ariadne are really hitting it off this Dude, episode. I, it's great. He found the one Call person him. who likes mega um, stuff Oreos. Good job. Hit him up for the only MC. <laughs> Get you guys take, taking all, this conversation all off all the air. Get a little uh, mega no, stuff is that I, I had totally forgotten that the, the press secretary's name is Seth. Which is also, you and I are on the panel for House of Cards, and that press secretary's name is Seth. I, uh, that is true. And another spoiler, I'm not on that after, after show with you, but thanks. Uh, really? No, I'm not. We're on like four, so. <laughs> <laughs> so awkward. I swear you were on that with me. No, you're right. That is other people. But it is the same uh, same one. That mega stuff's been going You know what? I, I'm going to do a <laughs> favor job. for Ivan because he keeps asking, Frank, did you get any 24 flashbacks with Atwood's Dilemma? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, like, well, what do you do now? Do you, do you reveal uh, to Hannah what the inside deal is? Do you kind of play like, oh, I got to keep it all to myself and try to figure it out on my own? I'm hoping, more often than not, they always feel like the guy's got to keep it close to the vest and doesn't tell anybody and he's going, trying to make this happen on his own and it that doesn't work out. As a big fish, he should know that job comes first. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's also... And the and resources got- that he has at his disposal, like, it's not just you. 
Yeah. You're the FBI. And you know, the one person for sure you can absolutely trust is Hannah. So let her in on that. Just make it so much easier on yourself to be able to have somebody else looking out for you on this. Yeah, at least Hannah. Not, I, I don't agree that he should tell everyone because no. you don't know who's really on your side at this point because mm-hmm. they're restructuring the government. You don't know who's a, you know, a spy in whatever department. But um, it, I think it is stupid that he's trying to handle it himself. I think he should like appeal to the president and tell him what's going on and hmm. like I'm going through this with my son because like when Kirkman found out later that they couldn't reach him because he was dealing with a personal incident. It made it why it just made him look so bad? Like you a couldn't family give me emergency answers. even. Why do you say a fa- like it made yeah. it sound so casual? Yeah, per- Your issue. son went missing. It's it's like family and emergency. It's a family emergency. It's and not even a personal issue. Yeah, and that's so something like, Kirkman I'm can relate to. Like he cares about his son. He could have been like, oh, you know, we'll do whatever we can, whatever resources necessary to help you. Exactly. And then he could have built a good rapport with him and be like, we need to speak in private, actually. I need to tell you this. Like, there were so many missed opportunities to get everything out there and get Kirkman on his side. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see that next week because it seems like next week's going to be all about Leo, but I think that's going to come for full circle with Kirkman pressing Atwood, like, what's going on? Well, yeah. I, mean, I feel like Atwood should have left that office when McLeish was in there, immediately left there and, like, placed another call and said, like, hey, uh, I need to arrange another meeting with the president. Like, why was that not another call set to, like, hey, can I come in and talk to you, like, tomorrow or later this afternoon? I have some more information. That, that, he just went back to the office and said, I don't know what we're going to do, guys. We can't <laughs> no, talk really to <laughs> Now, uh, also, Atwood and Hannah are also working on another angle. Hannah's got some contacts in the CIA, and so she reaches out to one of them to find out if they know anything about Catalan. And he kind of gives her the brush up, like, hey, you don't, the, the biggest help I can give you is just to stay away. I, I am doing you the best service possible by telling you you don't want to mess with this guy. He's a uh, mercenary. He's also a traitor. So we figure that he's an American. And we find out that, yeah, when Hannah finds out what's happened to Atwood, uh, she goes back to him and says, I need some help. I got to do everything I can to protect the people I love. And we have a nice little tense scene in the parking garage where she comes down and her car's ajar and there's a file in there. And find out that uh, Catalan is actually the guy that poisoned uh, Nassar's food. Uh, as, and she saw them as they were leaving the prison. He was coming out, pushing that cart. That's her boy, Catalan. He got up close and personal with that death, man. <laughs> he was a young guy, too. Yeah. I was a little bit shocked on that. Is that he seemed like a young guy who's obviously in control of all of this. I don't think, but he, I don't I, think no. he's in control of all this. I think that's the name that um, that Nassar was given. I think there's, there's definitely, that's not like the highest power yeah. of this. Yeah, totally a pawn. And then just shows a pawn. Yeah, he's, oh, a, he's another mini boss. One hundred percent. Because it doesn't. Here's the thing: if he was like the top of it all, we wouldn't have figured out this episode. I guarantee. There's a big twist but, coming in the finale. And but the CIA really made it seem like he wasn't just a pawn. Okay, but they don't know who is the higher up. So at, at probably with the information they're given, they probably think he's in charge of all behind all of this. But it doesn't mean he is. They don't even know what this really this operation even is. They just know if it's an act of terror. They don't know who's involved. They don't know how many people are involved. No, but I'm saying like when when uh, Hannah went to her source, he really reacted like don't don't mess with this guy because he's a really bad guy. But that doesn't mean there's a worse guy. I think they or also girl. just don't want her getting involved in their impending investigation because maybe he is like the second biggest fish leading to the bigger person behind all of this, and they don't want to spook him. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, I, I, yeah, I, I, think say, I think he's pretty high it. up. Yeah, I think he's definitely high up, but he could or could not be the person that's behind everything. I 100% don't think he's the top. He's, he may be yeah. up there. He's 100% on the top. 
He's not the top guy. He's a nice little mini boss, but he's yeah. got a lot. I mean, clearly, he made his way into a military prison and was able to kill. Nassar yeah, he's right scary. There, so. I wouldn't mess with him. But McLeish is also really scary. Oof. He's such a creep. He's like so his creepy. Photo that was attached to the file. It was just like yeah, so. I pointed out if you're a congressman, you have a smiling photo every single time. You don't have a photo like this. <laughs> what kind of person would vote for you? You I vote for the boss who did that. Well, his you wife know, married him. So. <laughs> uh, before the show's <laughs> over, uh, you know, Michael Klaus has been uh, tackling these mega stuffs. Uh, you know, you've been doubling it up on it. Let's do a foursome right there. Oh, four? Come on, Michael Klaus. Put your money where your I mouth was, is. I was actually going to do a threesome. Now four. That it's got to be four. Sounds bad. I was going to do three Oreos before mm. we left. Four. Four. Is Hit it at that four. four. Oh, well, wow. Michael's really? assembling For this. For those of you uh, listening and not watching, we're that you're not on talk- the good side. We're, we're not <laughs> talking about what you think we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about. <laughs> But what we do after the show is our own business. This is a family show. That's right. There you go. Uh, I don't even know how to do a four. So now, we, of course, we find out that uh, Edward's child is missing, and Edward's looking all around hearts. for him. And uh, we find out at the end, as he goes back to the softball, uh, or the baseball diamond, to go talk to the coach, there's a woman out there stopping him on the way back, like, oh, oh hello. <laughs> hello. I've got, uh, I've got a picture of your, I've got a video of your son just enjoying coffee ice cream. The only kid I know likes I coffee love ice coffee ice cream. Oh, it's coffee my least cream. favorite. Coffee ice cream is one of my favorites. Oh. Not my favorite. It's, it's good. I yeah, love no, it. But he's just uh, enjoying it and figures like, hey, I'm going to give you this phone and you're going to arrange a face-to-face with Kirkman and you're going to do everything that I instruct you to do. And you're not going to tell anybody or else he's going to die, your wife's going to die a little time later. So get on board. And uh, <laughs> for, there you go. This is really, everyone's watching right now. <laughs> so this is so this great. Is isn't it? Yeah. This is, uh, this is not easy to do. He's building a massive Oreo that should never be built. Uh, was, uh, yeah, well, that's going to be great. So, uh, oh, there so, it is. Okay. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's going to be great. So you you know got to show the Frank, camera. Frank, I'm going to see your four. I'm no! Gonna go yeah, it's going to be great. I love it. Ew. All right. That's disgusting. Now, uh, the other thing that we saw in this episode too, episode too is I know we always kind of question like Aaron's course chief of staff, but we saw Em really stepping up in the last couple episodes with different ideas. She always seems to be like having like a nice little key idea to throw in in, in these situations that Tom finds himself in. And she is the one that the proposal for the three-way trade between Russia, Saudi Arabia, and the United States to get back Weston, even though it doesn't It's even worked pan- out terribly. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, but uh, no fault on her own. That was a, re- a good way of yeah. getting, around that, uh, getting around that situation. Yeah, but unfortunately great. it didn't work out. They're a good pair, those two. Mm-hmm. You can see her out. character developing quickly. I yeah. think she's like getting into the swing of things, no, and realizing just how this whole thing works and functions. And I think she's doing a good job. Yeah, Should but I, uh, I, I like her more in this mode. I like her less in the mode where she starts questioning: Is Tom changing? Is Tom changing? So <laughs> I know that like, was so that got yeah. so old so fast. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, basically, we find out that uh, yeah, Weston is a double agent. He's staying in Russia. Uh, we're still on the fence about as to whether we're going to reveal Leo's true parentage to him. I, I feel like that's got to, at least from the trailer that we got for next week's episode, some kid on the street's going to blab it. Like, oh, hey, I hear your dad's not your yeah, real dad. So, and that's the thing that I was taught. I said uh, while we were out there is that even if you, you know, get him not to talk, get the reporter not to do the story because you're giving her another story, that's not getting rid of the issue. Yeah. The issue is still him. There's thousands of other reporters out there that he breaks the story to. Like, who cares? What are you trying to win over your honey? Like, she's already yours, bro. Well, I guess they're just trying to delay the inevitable, I guess, so to speak. So, yes, so Seth does kind of trade her, like, hey, you you squash this story about Leo and his potential father, uh, and we'll give you all this information about Weston. 
And I mean, that seems like the more the more cool story. And I do like Seth's speech to the reporter saying, hey, he's a stand-up guy. He's trying to do a lot of great things. And he's in a job that he didn't ask for. And everybody's gunning for him. And he, the, Leo's only 17, so he shouldn't have all this thrown in his face. Uh, for the public to deal with. I mean, they should do this more as a, as a family matter. I agree there, with that. Yeah. There are other really cutthroat reporters out there, though, who genuinely don't want to see him succeed, who I'm yeah. sure will catch wind of this story, because Leo's potential father knows the power that he has by, you know, releasing this, and if it's not this reporter, it'll be the next. Exactly. And I think we, we all know that, including Seth. I think that the, the whole thing, the whole reason he did this was to just buy more time. Yeah. You're right. So we feel like Jeffrey's deal is that he wants Alex uh, and Tom, or especially Tom, to be able to give him, uh, pardon him with and uh, as with time served, so he can just basically take off for prison because he's got another few years uh, for tax evasion. Now you're Alex and you're Tom. You've got this dilemma thrown on you. What's your best ha- way to handle it? Do you just tackle it directly head on with the press? Do you first talk to Leo? Well, of course you got to talk to Leo first, bring him in on it, and then talk to the press. Kind of so you basically take away all of Jeffrey's power. When I get overwhelmed, I shut down. So I don't know what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> you just I just, there. like, lock myself in my room. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Cool. So we want you running our country. Yeah. So, <laughs> Christine? I would talk to Leo first. I feel like he needs to know. They need to diffuse that situation. He seems like the type to be easily manipulated. He's so emotionally yeah. charged when it comes to Kirkman. I feel like he could just be like, oh, like, why'd you lie to me? And, you know, make it as bigger scene than it needs to be, even though I know it'll be a big scene anyway. So I say talk to Leo first. Do some I, damage control. Have, you know, Alex maybe mediate that situation. I, I don't know why you're not, why they don't do the test. Because I thought, I was like, why yeah. are you doing the test? And then I thought they were going to do the test when Kirkman and his wife sat down mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, he's really making it sound like, you know, I was afraid. Now I'm not afraid to take the test. Let's just do the test. And they can do the test without Leo knowing. You find a piece of hair. You find, I mean, some, yeah. you don't have to yeah, have, but you still have to, if, if it turns out that uh, Jeffrey it, is the father. Then if it does turn out, yeah. then you talk to him. Otherwise... Yeah, why, why stir yeah, it up for Yeah, why for no stir it up? Like, True. Yeah, because if, if Tom does turn out to be the father, he doesn't need to tell Leo anything. And if anyone says anything, be like, well, people are thinking this because your mom did this guy. And people are trying to create drama because we're, we're now um, very public figures. But I also Shut think down. like That's the logic, logical way that things should happen. That doesn't happen that way on this show. It's like, <laughs> nope. Let's be emotional and not what? say anything. Let's drag He's this not on. my dad. <laughs> but I also think like the initial setup. So this happens 18 years ago. Uh, but they, they, neither of them were married. She wasn't married to Jeffrey. They were dating, uh, and then her and Tom were dating. So I mean, even though like, it's kind of very close to each other, I mean, there was no nobody was cheating on one another. Yeah. So it just happened to be just. We, 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 she got Scandal she in the got White frisky, House. That's all and it is. Uh, the time was really close, so it could go either way. So I don't know. Do you th- it, to you does this seem like a huge scandal? I mean, to I, the public, yeah. If it yeah, comes I was out, say, I'm a political realist, so to me, no. To the general public, yes. It's ju- t- juicy details happening inside the White House. Oh my goodness! You and know? they already are like trying to get to know who he really is. Something like this coming out, being like, yeah. oh. He doesn't know his own home. All, all you need child. is something. That's a, it's another spark, mm-hmm. another you know log on the fire. Oh man, guys, America, huh? We're the best. Are we down for <laughs> predictions yet? I think we're down, guys. Yeah. This, this episode is uh, yeah. Let's just predict some stuff. Your yeah. After Buzz TV predictions. All right, Renee, we're leading into. We've got. We're off next week. We're back two weeks after that. So back on the uh, the thirtieth. Yeah, for another hot one week after that. Yeah, it's only two weeks away. There you go. Wow. Leading up to the winter finale. So what do you think is going to happen? 
I think that Leo is going to hear the news next week and then be very upset. I also predict just overall that we're going to uh, stick with the back, backstab. Being, we're going to be backstabbed by a character that we know dearly. And I, I, right now I have no idea who it is. But I know what, where it's going to be a big twist where it's someone that's a big character in the show. All right. Michael? I say Leo finds out, runs away, and we never hear from him again. Uh-huh. <gasps> oh, wait, no, that's just what thinking. I want to happen. Um, I feel that just because the way the show is going, I'm going to pick the way that it's probably going to go in that Atwood keeps to himself and it backfires because the normal thing to do would be to say something and to try to rally the troops or you know talk with whoever. It's going to backfire. Um, we're you know next episode we're still not going to find out about uh, Kirkman's still not going to find out about McLeish I say that's going to happen in the winter finale so in three weeks I think is the winter finale right or it's two weeks from winter, winter finale two weeks we're back say? for another episode and, and then, then one more and then yeah, yeah. one more so three weeks uh, is uh, going to be the, the hang on where we find out about McLeish yeah that's what I got alright well I think the next episode Aliens are going to fly in. <laughs> I love it. Because anything goes on this show, clearly. No, um, I think that, yeah, I think Atwood's going to screw up and not say something when he's supposed to. I think it's going to work out some way that he has to step down and that eventually it's going to be up to Hannah Wells to kind of find a way to tell the truth. Because Good. Because she's the only one who really has like the fight behind her, clearly. she get it so done. I think it's going to be up to her to kind of just get things going. But as for everything else. You go, girl. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would like to think that the McLeish issue will be resolved by the time the winter finale hits, but I feel like it's just going to be. There's going to be a cliffhanger with the McLeish thing, and we're not going to find out until we come back. I think the McLeish thing is going to carry it. us over. ABC. Until we come back in the winter with the new episodes of the Designated Survivor after show, and mm-hmm. as well as new episodes of the series, too. So, folks, that brings us to the end of this, uh, I guess, uh, oh, well, super on. exciting show. Uh, but in the meantime, folks, you can like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, we'd love it. You can also uh, hop in the chat. Thank you so much for everybody for hopping in the chat here. Uh, Renee, if, you, if they'd like to continue the conversation with you even after the show's over, where can they find you? Hey, guys. I'm Renee Ariel. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel. And check out my blog, CatsLipstickLA.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at TheOnlyMC. On Twitter, at MichaelKlausTV. We are live right now during the show. Five mega stuff Oreos. Oh, my word. This it's is... going down. Mm. Way to hide it from that the camera. Really good. <laughs> there you go. Only only the people on Michael's phone get to see this, but that's cool. Uh, I don't know how to follow that, no. but if you guys want to find me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Christine wow. Bean with three E's. It just gets better <laughs> and better. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Epic and Jackie, folks. We'll see you in a couple weeks with another episode of the Designated Survivor After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 